right, here we go. Episode two. Just something new to start it off today. Some beast mode Wi-Fi lit by Future. All right, so here we are. Episode two of the Luke Backman podcast. Shout out to anyone who listened to episode one and got their time, took their time to listen. Uh, I was able to use Anchor, which I recorded on, and put it on Spotify. So, yeah, I'll be able to link that. I have a Twitter for the podcast at at the Luke Backman Podcast. So, that's where I'll post, and if you want, you can follow to keep track of when new podcasts come out, when I'm recording, or just anything. Uh, speaking of the Twitter, if you ever disagree with anything I say, maybe at me or something, we can maybe get a discussion going on. On, I'd love to do that, maybe answer someone's questions or something. I don't know. Um, oh, uh, shout out to uh, my friend Chowdhury, who took the picture that you see of like when you open Spotify. That was like the Luke Backman po- podcast when you open it. That's he took that picture of me. Shout out to him for the dope picture. All right, with that, that getting the intro out of the way, let's get into what we'll be talking today. Talking with today, nothing really big happened, like LeBron to LA that happened last week that I have to cover. Nothing too big in sports or music. Probably the biggest music thing that happened is. What's been going around the Drake versus Kanye beef? I'm not too sure how much longer we'll hear of a so-called beef. We heard that the story from the Joe Button podcast about what Joe thought, and then DJ Academics like kind of confirmed it and talked about it. I'll just give you my quick opinion, and we'll move on. So apparently, Kanye. Gave Pusha T the information about Adonis and Drake's son after Drake went up to Wyoming and played Kanye March 14th. And so, apparently, I'm not sure, but Kanye wanted to get Drake back. What my thing is, is I don't know why Drake came at Kanye so much on the Duppy Freestyle, which if you go back and listen to, it's not really a Pusha T diss. It's kind of more of a Kanye diss, which is kind of making me wonder why people are so mad at Kanye for giving Pusha T the information because Drake just went at Kanye the whole diss. I mean, see, it wasn't like Kanye's about to hop in the booth and just put out a diss track. Kanye's not on that vibe. He's on the love everyone vibe right now. And he so-called deaded this beef and that uh, one tweet he sent out. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that Kanye's a snake for doing this, like what everyone's calling him for. If Kanye doesn't give Pusha T the information, I mean... Kanye is labeled as someone who doesn't help his artist and doesn't defend his artist. I mean, he was getting so much crap for Tiana Taylor's album not releasing on time, but it wasn't his fault. It was because a sample couldn't clear. 
and Kanye got most of the hate on that. And I'm not even sure if Kanye gave Pusha T the information because there was interviews after where they asked Pusha, how did you get the information? And he just said, people are, uh, he said, people are disloyal. And they said, what do you mean? He's like, you don't know. People close to you are probably disloyal sometimes. Hinting at people in Drake's camp told him, which I mean, people are obviously going to say, oh, Kanye is disloyal. I mean, they've kind of always had a, they've been competitive towards each other. I don't want to say they've always had a beef. I think they've been competitive towards each other. And then like 2016, I thought it cooled down. They were like thinking about making an album together. They had a billboard in Calabasas together. Um, so I'm not too sure. I, and then after the freestyle, which he talked about shoes and stuff, I don't expect Kanye to respond and I don't want him to. It's kind of like a whatever thing because I think obviously if you're Drake and you think he kind of did that, I'd be angry as well. But if I'm on Kanye's side right now, I'm not doing anything. I mean, okay. Kanye isn't going to lose any more fans that he already hasn't lost, okay? That's what I'm going to say. Kanye's alienated some of, his, some, of the, some of his fans and put them on the side of, you're either going to stick with me or you're not. Okay, and I don't think this is any different than this. I don't think he's going to lose his fans. So, really, with Kanye not responding and everything, I don't expect to hear Drake drag this on and on and on. I expect this to be pretty quick and painless. And I think I think this will probably blow over in two months at time. Alright, so that was just my quick, you know, two cents on what I think it is going on with Drake and Kanye. I don't think much is going on or will keep going on. So we'll move on quickly from that topic. So one of the main things that's happening right now, at least in my eyesight, is Astro World and what Travis Scott is doing right now. If you're not paying attention, you should probably be paying attention. Because I think the chances are Astro World is probably dropping Friday. And there's reasons behind why I say this. Music is really is released Thursday at midnight and then really released for Friday, Friday day. So 7.13 is Friday. That's the date. But what also is 7.13 is Houston's area code. Now we know Travis reps Houston more than any anything or anyone really, to be honest. I mean, his Jordan shoes, he released them at 7.13 at night just because of Houston. Okay. He was born in Missouri City, got the key to the city. I mean, he's at pretty much all the Rockets home games for the playoffs. And throughout the years, you see him throughout the regular season, you see him pop up on the sideline. So I think that would be a great tribute to the um, his city and what's going on. But mainly the main reason I'm thinking – is because 
everyone who's in Hawaii right now with Travis. You got Sunny Digital is up there. I believe his name's like F1K. First, I, I'm not 100% sure, but he's the dude that went on Instagram Live and said, yeah, we're making a drugs, uh, you should try it part two, which I can't wait to listen to. Drugs, you should, you should try it as top three all-time Trav songs, in my opinion. Um, that'll be amazing. You got, um, I just saw Gunna, just um, flew into Hawaii. Don Tolliver, he's another Houston native rapper was there. That's the um snippet Dra Travis just posted, 3 second quick snippet. Um and of course, the great um Mike Dean also to point out Check West, the dude who made Mo Bamba, which I played last podcast, who signed a Cactus Jack Records. He's also in Hawaii. But back to Mo uh Mike Dean. If you don't know my who Mike Dean is, the odds are he's probably worked on your Favorite artist music, okay? This man mixes, produces, make beats. He's an abs absolute legend in music. He's worked with Kanye since like 2004, college dropout, and worked with him throughout. So he's like, if you hear a like guitar solo, like something on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, first thing that came to mind, um, that's probably Mike Dean. Or, like, he's worked with Travis, Big Sean, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Kanye, um, Big Buddy, all different types. Uh, meet the Migos, him and Quavo, uh, designer, just a few people name off the top of my head. But he works on a lot of people's music. And he's up there in Hawaii right now. And 070 Sheik, who's was on Ghost Town and who's a phenomenon who has a phenomenal voice and like her, these five albums that released she was like it was her coming out party she was able to like her voice captivated a lot of people and she apparently posted something on Instagram live uh, not or Instagram stories whatever whatever it was a photo of it looked to be Astro World track list that was um it looked like it was getting mixed it was getting mixed at the time it had like circles and checks which I've seen from other work that Mike Dean has done he likes to do circles and checks for um knowing like how to mix and stuff so that came out and you and in the bottom it said CC Mike Dean dot 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 see Friday and we know it's we know it's an Astro World thing because one of the songs is named Drugs Two. Drugs, you should try it. So I believe that's my main reason. But also something weird happened. Mike Dean he tweeted a like link to a video of a dude diving in a lake to save his friend from a crocodile, and then captioned it. Astro World, all capital letters, at Travis Scott. Then this morning, Wednesday morning, he posted like a selfie of him, like shocked, and said hashtag mood in a Hawaiian shirt, and it looked like he was in the studio. And so, 
with everyone in Hawaii at this time, I think it's pretty likely that we get Astro World very, very soon. Yes, we've been saying this since last year when we thought we were getting Astro World, but I think this has like the same vibes that Huncho Jack had to it because you could kind of feel there were rumblings that it might come out, but you weren't a hundred percent sure. Okay, I'm feeling like this, and I don't know how good that the strategy of no promo for Travis will do for his sales. Obviously, the music will be great. Especially if it's dark like Rodeo. Um, Rodeo is an all-time classic. Top five albums, in my opinion, of all time. At least for my enjoyment, top five. If he goes dark like he did on Rodeo, then Astroworld is probably the album of the year. Okay. Which is a manager has already said. Astroworld is better than Rodeo. So, we'll see. It's just something to keep an eye on because more and more people keep coming to Hawaii. And to remind you, the last album that came out of Hawaii that had Mike Dean's touch on it, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, which is an all-time classic album from Kanye. I don't know. I'm not saying Astroworld will be up to that level, but it would not surprise me. So I'm praying, hoping that we get Astroworld this week. And I'm just keeping my eyes out on for that one. All right, I'll just give a quick shout out to Beast Mode 2, which dropped this week, uh, last Friday. That was a phenomenal mixtape. Mixtape album. I don't know what they're going to officially call it. I call it, I'll call it a mixtape because I think it's just, you know, Future and Zaytopin working in the, um, studio, but I still think it's phenomenal. All nine songs are straight bangers. Um, I have a lot of respect for Zaytoven. I've read like the man plays organ at his church. I mean, he never smokes, never drinks. You know, doesn't like. I don't. I don't know if he uses bad language or not. I mean, I just have a lot of respect for him and what his craft is, especially coming up from Atlanta. And he's worked with greats like Gucci, Maine, uh, Migos, Future. You know, all the Atlanta rappers so just i'll give a quick shout out to beast mode 2 a very good uh project that you should obviously check out i played the intro to my intro here at the podcast uh i played wi-fi lit which is the intro to beast mode 2 as soon as you put that song on you knew that the album you know album was going to be amazing so shout out to them you know go listen to that all right Let's see, what else is going on? Oh, I went to go see Ant-Man and the Wasp um, this week. I do have to say something. Marvel does not put out bad movies. Like, okay, I'll just say this. I keep in touch, I kept in touch with the Marvel movies and what was going on with them. You know, I watched Infinity War, like, the entire universe. And I... I realized how much I had to catch up on. So over, I don't know how many months it's been since Infinity War came out. I've been catching up on all the Marvel movies. Like I finished the Thor series, the three Thor movies. I saw Ragnarok in theaters. 
I finished those, finished Guardians of the Galaxy. I watched Deadpool, which was hilarious. And my thing is, Marvel does not put out bad movies. They maybe can put out a mediocre movie, at least. Okay? Like, I watched all of these movies recently. I mean, they're all movies I will go back and watch again if they're on TV. You know, some I'll even rent. I'll pay money, you know, to go watch again. They're just that good. And I'm not surprised. You know, it's not surprising that Marvel is so great. But one thing I really think is what brings, you know, their movies to another level is it connects with every other movie. Like, I'm not going to spoil Ant-Man and the Wasp. But if when you watch the after credit scene... You'll understand what I'm talking about. If it doesn't go over your head, like it did it with me, but my friend uh, told me, luckily, once you see the after credit scene, you're going to be like, my mouth was dropped to the floor. Pause. Like, I was start, not starstruck, but like, oh my gosh, no way they they just do that. Okay. So that was. Like, the after credit scene was ridiculously great. And so is the movie. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Total, you should go see that movie. It is pretty good. The acting is great. The characters are great. And uh, another thing to mention is Marvel knows how to handle comedy and incorporate comedy into their movies. For me, I'm a huge Star Wars geek. I mean, I know... Almost anything and everything about Star Wars. So, like, watching The Last Jedi, I probably cringed so many times for them trying to be, like, funny. The way Marvel incorporates funny. I don't want to see funny in a Star Wars movie. I want to see Luke fighting, you know, the Empire. I don't want to hear Rey making jokes with Chewbacca, okay? I just think that marvel in all of their movies they just handle comedy so good like ant-man and the wasp it had you cracking up like seven or eight times and you're like still in tuned with the movie and it's just something funny like a quick one-liner that gets you okay so i really think that marvel does an excellent job and everything they do surrounding the movies and the Avengers. I mean, Infinity War broke insanely amount of records. And they've been working at this for 10 years now. I mean, Iron Man came out. And all of the movies have just like connected with each and every one of them. So it's just amazing to watch and witness how great Marvel has been. For 10 years. Because I'm telling you. DC hasn't put out good movies. Okay. Justice League. I tried to watch that on a plane. Uh, coming back from New York. I quit after the first five minutes. I just. It, it just wasn't good. And I think that's part Marvel's fault. Because Marvel raises our expectation. For superhero movies. DC hasn't had a great superhero movie. After Batman and Joker, you know, the um, Dark Knight series, which obviously uh, 
I'm blanking out on the title for the Batman and Joker movie. I think it's The Dark Knight Rises, but that might be the one with Bane in it. You know, I'm talking about either either or. I'm talking about the one with Heath Ledger as the Joker. I think that's the greatest superhero movie I've ever watched, okay? Heath Ledger's performance as the Joker, iconic. That's one of the most classic, iconic movies you'll ever watch re uh, regarding superheroes, okay? Like, if you don't know, Heath Ledger locked himself in a hotel for, I think it was like a month, getting two or three hours of sleep every day. And he just stared at the wall and perfected the Joker laugh and perfected the character. Okay. He was amazing. But someone who also is amazing at the role they do, Tom Hiddleston, Hiddleston, I think that's his name. The dude who plays Loki in the Thor movies. I was able to complete the whole Thor series. That man is born to play Loki. Okay. He's able to lock in to kind of a psyche of Loki that I don't think a lot of people can get. And I'm not saying he's Heath Ledger 2.0. But he's about as close to Heath Ledger if we as we've gotten pertaining to a villain-type character and how locked in and focused they've been. Like, Loki in all three Thor movies has been magnificent. And that's just facts. So, to wrap this up, Marvel does not put out bad movies. They put out mediocre movies at the least. Which, mediocre, I'm saying Thor the Dark World. Not as great as Thor or Thor Ragnarok. Ragnarok was on another level that movie is hilarious, fun, I mean, hilarious, you know, gets gets to tell the story. And, I mean, you get to see the Hulk in the movie as well. You're not expecting to see that, you know, in Thor movies. So, shout out, shout out to Marvel, who just, every time a Marvel movie comes out, you're going to see it. Like, I've never known anything about Captain Marvel. I'll, I'll obviously learn when the movie is coming out. But me and my friend are already planning on going to that movie. Like, we can't wait for Captain Marvel to come out. Alright. Nothing too big has happened in the sports world. Um, one thing I do have to say is... Kevin Knox is an absolute stud. Okay? I'm a Knicks fan. I wanted Michael Bridges on the Knicks. I thought... He was, I think he's going to be a great player. I don't know how well he'll do in Phoenix. I think Michael Bridges is a fantastic player. That's why I wanted the Knicks to pick, okay? But Kevin Knox is legit. This is the same dude who was offered by a Chinese basketball team $1.5 million to spend one year in China because they knew how big his presence would be that it would they would be able to make that money back. Kevin Knox, this man is putting up 20 a game in Summer League. His game against the Lakers last night, yeah, Tuesday night, he put up, I believe, 29 and went 5 for 7 from the three-point line. That is a stud. And he's going in the lane, jamming on people, you know, 
Kevin Knox is impressing a lot of people. And I read a story in uh, NBA exec is saying he's a top five talent. And he's showing that because right now Bagley just got hurt and he didn't have a terrific summer league uh, going, you know, before the injury. He was having okay. Trey Young has struggled, but I'm not buying too much into that because every time he struggled, he's had to face a pretty pesky defender. And like Jevion Carter, who is a West Virginia college player who got the best of Trey Young multiple times. He went up against Grayson Allen, who you know is going to have a chip on his shoulder. And I can't stand him because I'm a Syracuse fan. But he struggled against Utah. But Trey Young has caught his rhythm. Um, Darren Jackson Jr. for the Grizzlies, he had the great uh, eight three point eight threes in his first summer league game. I think he scored 29 in that game. Not 100% certain. But his first game, he was going crazy. Kind of cooled down, but still a very good player. And then Luka Doncic for the Mavs. We haven't seen him play yet because he's been a group. He's been dealing with his buyout situation over uh, across the uh, sea. I'm trying to think where he plays. I think he plays in Spain. I'm not 100% certain, but he needs like a buyout to officially play. I think he got it, so I think the Mavs will suit him up soon. Luka Donich, which that'll be... I really want to see him play. One thing the Mavericks are doing that I don't agree with agree with is they're having Dennis Smith Jr. play uh, summer league basketball. Dennis Smith is a stud. I believe he was the eighth pick in the draft last year. That man is a stud and a freak, okay? He he is the highest vertical, you know, I've seen. I don't know if that's true or not, but he has a high vertical. <laughs> um and you're making him play summer league? I get you want to put him against competition and stuff. The summer league? He's your point guard for the future. I don't know, but maybe something internally. Maybe he wanted to play. I highly doubt that. But I think, you know, Kevin Knox has been the real standout in the summer league. And I can't wait. Him and Colin Sexton. Sexton for the Cavs. Sexton was my favorite player. In the draft, I followed him since high school because I love trash talking kids. I remember a video mid game, he goes up to Penny Hardaway and says, Your son is trash to a mid game. And Penny Hardaway just looks at him crazy. And that's the dude I like. That's a dude I'd want on my team. So Sexton and Knox have been killing the summer league. All right, so I'm about done here. Not too much happened this week regarding pop culture and what happened. Um, so I'm not sure if I'll be able to uh, put out a podcast next week. I'll be in California with uh, my family, and I don't know if I'll have time to just sit down and record a podcast. I'll I'll probably let you guys know through Twitter or something at the Luke Backman Podcast. You know, shout out again. To anybody who listened to the podcast and took time, anybody and everybody who took time out of their day just to come listen to me give an opinion. Obviously, you don't have to agree with my opinion. I'm not saying, you know, my opinion's right. 
And if you ever have, you know, disagree with me or want to contact me in any way, just do it through Twitter and maybe I'll, you know, be able to answer you, you know, on the podcast or through Twitter. So shout out to anyone, you know, who's doing that. Uh, I'll pro I'll link the Spotify account probably through Twitter, but if you want to listen to uh, it on Spotify instead of Anchor, the podcast, all you have to do is go to Spotify and search um, Luke Backman, and it should pull up. It'll be the picture of me um, like sitting on a slide. Um, shout out to Chowdhury again for the dope picture. And so that's about it. I'll play you the song that I think a lot of you, a song you haven't heard. I just found him, Key Glock. Uh, he's a affiliate with Young Dolph on Paper uh, Paper Out Empire PRE, and I'm a huge Young Dolph fan. I've been listening to him for four years now, so pretty excited to hear Key Glock. This is uh, off his album Glock Bond, Glock Bond. So this song is named Hot, and with this, I'm out of here. Peace. Shit, you must not heard a Glock. Mr. Pull up, it is pop. Mr. Don't play bad as guap. And every sense of top, I've been playing around with them blocks. Close your legs, so give me top. And my cool cruise like a yacht. Pipe down, little nigga, ye hot. Shout out to anyone who listened to this. I'll be back soon. Peace, guys.